By Team Corker. This edition is featuring our very own Cecily. Welcome to the show, Cess. Thank you so much, Steph. Glad to be here. You are used to the show now. And often, and I've said this before, we'll have conversations and you'll say little snippets of things that I want to capture, I want to bottle, I want to put on billboards. And when we have those moments, then I book a podcast with you right away because I want to capture it. And it's not the bottle, but it's a podcast. And this specific conversation was around coaching. And this might get uncomfortable because I'm just going to drill you with questions. And what you're so great at is asking the question. And today I want you to answer the questions. I love it. I'm up for a challenge. The challenge, the challenge has arrived. And we're talking about coaching today because... We were talking about who seeks you out. And of course, it's incredibly confidential. We're not going to disclose any names of people, but who or why do people come looking for a coach? And the first myth I wanted to bust is that you come to a coach when you're broken, when you're down, when you're not enough, because I pause to say, oh my gosh, I've only ever worked with a coach when I wanted to become better when I wanted to excel at something. And that can be personally, it can be sweaty. In any area of my life, a coach was the person that I could count on to take me up. And I wanted to really dive into that with you about your relationship with working with people, exactly where they're at and the why behind why they come to you. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing, and I'm so glad that me and you can talk often is we talked about this and someone asked me, well, why you, why should I come to you? And I'm getting more clear. I do thrive off of people being stuck, people in one perspective. I love it. I love going into process coaching, which, you know, is one tool. And people also come to me when They have goals that they want to elevate Mm. when they don't want to talk to their partners about this thing anymore or their friends or their family may not be giving them good advice Mm. or when they want to do something differently. Mm. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I want to elaborate on that, that if you're not getting the advice that you like elsewhere... I wouldn't suggest coming to Cess thinking (laughs) you're going to get the advice you want to hear because we did have a testimonial that said it's an emotional roller coaster. Every conversation I have with Cess and and Cess just giggled about it. What did it feel like to receive that kind of feedback? I just love it because two words before that was like, you know, it's always a challenge. There's always new perspectives and it's also an emotional roller coaster. And what I love about that is that kind of defines me is that someone also said, our last session was last week and they said, you never let me get away with anything. Mm -hmm. And so if I even pause, you ask what's there. Mm -hmm. If I skip over something too fast, you say, let's slow down. So I think that that is true, is that working with me and, you know, coaches in general, I hope coaches don't let anyone get away with anything because coming to coaching is like investing in yourself, like a retreat. 
Mm. You know, I heard that today. I was like, yes, it's like a retreat with all, without all the expenses. Mm. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I'll look at running coaches and say, I've never run a race without a running coach. And the running coach really for all intents and purposes, not that this is you, they couldn't care less whether I do or don't run. But as soon as they are there, I know that I will run. I will do what they have prescribed, what they have set out for me to do. And it's just that it's the accountability that when we're accountable to someone beyond ourselves, we're actually so much more likely to follow through or to stay true. And we acknowledge often just how many coaches there are in the world. And so it is about the right fit, but you just said something really beautiful about the, it's like dancing with language and dancing with the pauses and dancing with the speed and the, you know, slow down or speed up. And I think that we can go there because you started as a dancer, you started Uh as a dancer with teachers and directors and, and moved along your career to coaches. And what was that journey like for you and your relationship with coming to find coaching? Mm -hmm. Such a good question. How do I answer that one? I believe that everything that I've done up until now, and then my future, I'm not so sure at what will happen, right? There's a bit of unknown there. And everything led me to this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I look at dancing. And one question people will say to me, because I was a professional dancer for years is they will say, Do you miss it? Do you regret quitting? Do you da da da? And my answer is always, I feel so complete with it. Because that wasn't, that was my purpose then, but it wasn't my purpose that got me to where I want. I mean, it got me to where I want to be now, but I don't want to be dancing right now because I'm very complete with that. Mm -hmm. Then it led me to Lululemon that was just starting. And Lululemon led me to this group of people we called trainers at the time who had this language that was so beautiful. That was foreign to me because at the time I didn't know how to communicate. I communicated with my body for dancing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to them going, what the heck are they doing? Mm -hmm. And I, I said this to you, I drank the Lululemon library. Like I read every book on how to run a business, on how to manage people, on how to manage yourself, on what is personal development. I would sit in my little time that I had between dancing and working at Lululemon, I would sit and listen to CDs and they were about having a positive mindset. And I wasn't necessarily a positive. I had, I was very goal driven, but I wasn't always positive. Mm. I'm not sure I was that positive, meaning I now can reframe things into a positive mindset, still knowing that things suck. However, the reframe is really important. So all that to say is that then once I saw that door open to a world of personal transformation, I dove in Hmm. and explored it. And then I wanted to see what do coaches do? What do therapists do? I took psychology. I took sociology. I like, I wanted to explore the human mind and how we communicate. So then I took communication courses, of course, landmark education at the time, you know, and then went into coactive coaching, which Hmm. I'm finally after years, you know, slowly doing it and finishing up next month. So wild. And, you know, what's next? Who knows? But I know I'm passionate about the world of coaching and coaching is such a buzzword. So I, that's why I hesitate there. It's like helping others, being a support for others Mm. and elevating the lives of all of us. Yeah. I love the power of language and undeniably we did have a, 
universal language that I think made us really effective at Lululemon back in the day. I don't know what it's like right now, but I know that that version of language made for work with great ease, super efficient, super effective. And sometimes we come out into the real world, dare I say, and, you know, sitting at a family dinner table might not be the same as sitting on your yoga mat back in the day. And we recognize the power of language and we recognize the responsibility in language that we have about the words that come out, about how we do respond to language that is shared with us. And I count on you always to create new, it's like new neural pathways as it relates to language. And you really are someone who doesn't let anyone off the hook with great compassion. So I will hold you to this and it doesn't change that you're on the hook for what you said you wanted to create in life. And I'm just wondering if there are people or a person that really flipped that switch for you in your relationship with language. I think as you say, you know, you were a dancer who communicated through your body. When did you flip a switch to say, now I will communicate with my words? Yeah, there's so many. And it's hard because it started with, I remember Jeremiah Morris, who is living on an island right now, living his dream. And the way he communicated really changed the way I set my goals. And Jenna Hills, Delaney Schweitzer, Chloe Gal Jarrett, like that, I just saw them I'm like, what the heck are they doing? I need to do that. Yeah. And then Suzanne Conrad, her relentless desire to transform the way we think and the way we do things with the mix of business was beautiful. Mm -hmm. You, Steph, Matt, I have great people in my life that I surround myself by. Peter, constantly in my home, you know? Yeah. Um, He's the first to tell me if I'm complaining. You're complaining and I don't want to hear it. And I'm like, thank you. You know? So wait, pause yeah. right there because that's so beautiful. And, and we can talk about Peter on this podcast because he's such a beautiful soul and you can find his meditations. They'll be up live. What's beautiful is that Peter knows that he can call you out and say, you're complaining. And it's just a statement you're judging and it's not a fireworks. It's not an explosion. He's, he's telling you what he's experiencing and you are in a place that you get to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And when you share these stories, I mean, obviously I'm only getting it secondhand from you, you've experienced it. That I think is a really powerful communication dynamic. And the question is not for you, Seth, but for people listening, who in your life do you have permission and space to be as honest as Peter is with Cecily? And likewise for Cecily's response to land, you know, Peter, <laughs> Peter's not going to take your complaint. He's Mm -hmm. not taking it on. He's informing you of how you're occurring in the world Mm -hmm. and then asking you to take care of it. Uh And that is development at its finest. That is really big work. And that I think is something that a lot of people can relate to. You know, what are all of the reasons holding you back from speaking to someone you love, be it a partner, be it someone you work with, with the same candor that Peter Mm -hmm. shares that with you. And it's beautiful. You're not perfect. You're still in complaint. And what we need are the people that help remind us of that and recover. Of course. It's really important because one thing that I I love and I live by and you live by Steph, because we talk about this often is how we are in one place is how we are in all places. Mm. 
And so in coaching, what I love, and you know, I've said this so many times is like, let's work on whatever you want to work on and then see how it translate across your whole life. Right. Right. We can't just be great in one area and then come home and be shitty. No, no, not at all. Now, what's the difference with therapy? Like when do I call a therapist and when do I call a coach? So coaching works on the here now and the future. Mm. a therapist is so important and sometimes in coaching we do process things that haven't been processed Mm. and then bring you up into the now and then the importance of the future a therapist is really important for life to digest what has been digest the past to have someone to talk to you know that's a beautiful distinction and I think it's really powerful so a therapist will help me bring me to now I have a past, we all have a past that is super deserving. And if you have access to a therapist, it's so powerful to process trauma, to process emotions, to process the stories. And you come to a coach when you're ready to create a different future. And that can be a new marathon best time and you're working with a coach and it can be getting unstuck. And all of this is forward toward a vision that you want to create for your life. And the reminders to not get hung up or stuck up in the reasons why we quit, stop, procrastinate, blame someone else. Did I say quit yet? Yeah, great. You can say it again, though. That deserves two times here. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I feel that. I hear that. What else should people know about a coaching experience with you, Sess? Well, I... Love that at the Corker Collective, we offer coaching. I mm-hmm. think it is so incredible and it's like, it warms my heart. Mm. We're, we're, you know, we're, I don't want to say we're just beginning, but possibilities are endless with this. You know, Kaylee is going to create a parenting program in coaching and we're going to dive into looking at what other coaches people need in the life. And I think coaching is becoming, you know, like I said, that buzzword. Mm -hmm. So what that's doing though, is making it more real for everyone and not just for, like I said today, like the senior leaders in the world. Yeah. Coaching is accessible and for everyone. Yeah. And coaching with me is like an emotional roller coaster. Just kidding. (laughs) It's It's like a fire hose in that. (laughs) You make every minute count. You can count on Cess the second it starts. Like we're here to make the most of this minute, hour, you name it together. And in the name of continuing to evolve, you are also going to offer our first group coaching session. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it feels so important that coaching is a part of the Corker Collective because we're existing to create new futures. And so if we're going to continue to create new futures, it feels like the best way to do it is to have the best coaching roster or people to refer other folks to in the way of getting to the life that you want to live. And one-on-one coaching can serve a time and place. And sometimes group coaching creates a space that's safe. It's different perspective. It's I'm going to learn from a few different people and my coach along the way. And this is coming up in April. So what, what are your thoughts on group coaching? Well, I started coaching with group coaching. Like I was a participant in group coaching and found that it's a nice way to connect to other people, especially when you want to hear what you're saying and how it's landing and build a community of people that you want to surround yourself by. Like Mm -hmm. I am still friends with the people that I was in my group coaching with. Yeah. 
The other thing is the group coaching that we'll be leading with Better You is focused around balance. Mm. And so we're going to look at balance and I'm going to bring in some tools. And the thing that I love about coaching with me anytime is that I'm not just here to be the solution, mm. meaning I, I tool you up. So you're going to leave with tools to begin the journey that you want to be on. Mm. Beautiful. I love that. I want that to land. You will tool me up to give me the tools for the journey because none of this is about a destination. It's about creating a future. It's not the future. It's about getting unstuck. And who knows what we get to create when we're unstuck. These are all really beautiful processes. We're not talking about some final destination in this journey. So that feels really important. And I was just listening to a podcast that said, when we're so attached to the final destination, we leave no room for magic. Mm. So what if the destination could be magic and we worked back from that? And I was like, but of course, like, let it be magic. And then let's come and work with a group or one-on-one with you to have a work back plan from magic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That word just keeps coming up. Yes. I love it. Okay. I, I think I have two questions left for you, Sess. Just sure. You mentioned that, that the first group coaching offering from the Corker Collective will be around balance. Mm-hmm. And I know we talk about this often. You're a working, I like to call you a professional mama. What does balance mean for you and how do you create it in your life? Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that. Such a good question to keep coming back to. Balance is when my yeses are clear and my no's are also clear. So I get to design my day how I want it to look and never feel like I have to, mm. never feel forced, mm. never feel like I have no choice. So balance for me is when I get to be in choice in every minute of my day. Mm. Okay. And how do you restore yourself when you're out of balance? I go to the basic needs. Have I eaten? Have I slept? Have I worked out? Mm. Have I even looked outside? Mm. The first chance that uh, when I know I'm not in balance is when I can't focus with my kids or when I'm, when I'm not here, when I'm not prioritizing this moment where I'm everywhere else. Right. So today, you know, juice, right. yoga, and right. sometimes it's just doing 10 push-ups. Yes. Which you do every day. Every day. And now <laughs> that I've said it, I need to make sure that I do it. I love it. okay well we wrap every podcast and you're not off the hook for this one what's making your heart beat faster today sis the tulips that you brought me last week are is so making my heart beat faster yes yes I love that you know a blossoming tulip just to me says totally possible because I was a tight little bud and I've just exploded all over your glass jar Well, Sess, we'll make sure that library, which are the books that you drank like a fire hose are in the show notes. We'll make sure the link to sign up for group coaching and one-on-one coaching or to simply book a discovery call. Hopefully not only are we busting myths, but we are creating a pathway to make coaching accessible for conversations that will get you unstuck to create a new future. And if that is the work that we do in the world, I'm so happy to do that work with you. Thank you. Thanks, Steph.